Caleb Williams? Drake May? No, no, no. Those guys aren't my president. My president is an LSU Tiger. Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast. You like that? Three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, where we are always trying to learn something new. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much to those of you who listen to this show every single day. My hashtag everydayers. I appreciate y'all so very much, especially for listening here in the deep, deep parts of the offseason. We are now post-Super Bowl, pre-free agency, one of the true biggest lulls in the calendar next to the uh, the June, kind of early July <laughs> uh, lull of boredom before camp starts. Uh, so thank y'all so much for hanging out and listening. If you are new here, hello, my name is Luke. You can find me wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, you can find this on Sirius XM, who we are partnered with. You can find the show on YouTube or even Amazon Fire and Roku if you download the Locked On Minnesota Sports app. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. It's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Today is uh, the Jaden Daniels one. I'm going to be honest with you. I am not going to come in that hard. <laughs> As it looked like with the title, I think I'm going to say something like make the title something about how Jaden Daniels is QB one. That's clickbait. Uh, but it's not something that I like don't believe like he is going to be the like top guy on my board. And I'll explain why. But I want to get out in front of like the idea of draft ranking first. It's not that serious. Uh, it's I, I understand Caleb Williams is like the overwhelming favorite to go number one. I understand why I get the argument. Uh, I've, I've got my own reasons and I'm going to, I got my own thing. I'm going to go my own way, but no shade to people who don't agree with me. That's totally fine. And honestly, the second I get like any information from like a training camp or like preseason or especially in the regular season that challenges any of these draft takes, I give them up immediately. So if I end up wrong here and you want to like circle back and laugh at me, I guess you're welcome to, but like, oh my God, whatever. Uh, that said, why do I believe this? Okay. So when I'm watching a quarterback, there's a lot of stuff that I'm looking for. You listen to uh, Friday's episode for a completely unhinged ramble about that. If you're into that unhinged quarterback mechanics rambling, we're going to do a little more of that today because one of the things with Jaden Daniels that came up for me, and it's because somebody asked me this question and, and I was struggling to answer it. And so I kind of went down this whole rabbit hole and ended up basically writing a whole article was, is he a slow dropbacker? So we're going to talk about that today. We'll get into some footwork stuff, but I think the headline with Jaden Daniels that you have to understand if you didn't watch college, if you're not familiar with him at all, is that he is a runner. Uh, and I don't mean that to say that he is not a pocket passer. I actually really like him as a pocket passer, but in that the upside that you're getting here, the, the frosting on the cake, the thing that you're really in this for is a lot of highlights of him housing one from 70 out and turning reps where every receiver is covered into just touchdowns against man coverage. Um, there is so much explosive potential. 
Uh, he's, I mean, it's, it's just the athleticism. He's fast. He understands run lanes really well, not as like a, in like a running back sense where you have to be reading out gaps and things open and close, you know, in the blink of an eye, but more so like that second level thing, which is where you'll, you'll be more often as a quarterback anyways, like that kind, you know, it, it almost turns into a punt return kind of. Um, that sort of spatial awareness and being able to maximize your space and, and maximize your speed to, uh, you know, get out in front of guys. And there's a couple of pretty gnarly jukes on there as well. So this, this athleticism is really cool. And when you get a quarterback like that, it's really easy to kind of fall into this, the stereotypical trap, right? Um, you know, you see somebody like Lamar Jackson do that. Last year, Anthony Richardson did that. And I honestly, I think both those guys are better quarterbacks than Jaden Daniels, but who knows, right? Um, but the discussion that always comes around is, oh, you know, well, is he using his running as a crutch? You know, in the NFL, they're going to, are they going to let him run around like that? Or is he going to have to, you know, play more regular quarterback? And somewhere gets a little dog whistly sometimes. Uh, but if you just take it at its face value, it is a decent question, right? Can a running quarter, can this guy, like, it's great that he can run around all the time, but NFL guys are going to be faster. It's going to be harder to get those kinds of explosive plays. Can he do it like everybody else does it? And I think it's it's good to spend most of your energy on that. It doesn't take a lot to evaluate his running ability. It's really cool. Go pull up his just bombs. You'll know exactly how you feel about his running ability, ability in like five minutes. Um, but there's something about him that, is sort of bothersome and it's that he doesn't protect his body at all on these. Uh, he, he is, you know, wants to fight for that extra yardage and he wants to play a little bit of hero ball and I get it. I can respect it, but there are too many reps on his tape of him getting lit up so hard. It, it looks like cartoon. Like it's funny almost. And he pops right back up and he's fine. And I don't think he has a particularly extensive injury history at all. I think he's got like a couple of little things, uh, but never anything that would give you concern in terms of an injury history. Um, and it's interesting, perhaps counterintuitively running quarterbacks get hurt less than pocket quarterbacks. Um, I think that there's a sample size issue with that if we're going to do this like statistically, because a lot of what we would call quote unquote pocket quarterbacks are guys like Ben Roethlisberger, who's, who are big, um, and a, a big burly pocket quarterback is going to be more willing to stand in and take hits. So for kind of in a different way, they're, they're exposing themselves to punishment and perhaps the actual style of the quarterback isn't how we should categorize this, but rather thinking about what quarterbacks can do to keep themselves safe. And does he do that? Right. And he doesn't slide. It really is bugs me. Slide, dude. You are the f- program. Like, get down. <laughs> if you go down, you're screwed, right? Um, but some of those hard hits look worse than they are versus somebody who's, you know, standing there in the pocket, gets their ankle rolled up, and then they're out for four weeks, right? Like, in terms of what dangerous situations are, running quarterbacks do have the, the ability um, to kind of choose how they get hit, right? They they get to be sort of in charge of that. Whereas if you're in the pocket, you're going to get lit. Safety's coming at you and you have no momentum, any like bit whatsoever at all. Best you can do is dodge. But if you can't dodge, you're getting absolutely lit up. Um, it kind of makes me think of the Kirk Cousins rib thing from 2022 that we saw on the Netflix show, uh, the quarterback Netflix show, 
that he was he would just take hit after hit after hit after hit into the ribs. And when you're running around, you can kind of shield your body and, and glance those blows a little bit and like almost jujitsu your way kind of into um, safer ways to get hit. When you get hit and driven into the ground, that's a lot more dangerous than getting hit and going flying because a lot of your momentum just takes you backwards and you go back three yards. That's not necessarily great, but you don't hit the ground as hard. Uh, and and so your body isn't susceptible to as much. And I, like I know that's counterintuitive, but we do actually have a fairly historical record now of running quarterbacks. They've been around for a while. It's been it's been a minute since Michael Vick was a novelty. Um, and they the like the idea that they get injured more isn't really the case. Now, guys who don't slide, guys who don't protect themselves, yeah, very much worried, very very concerned about that with Jaden Daniels. And what's interesting is that mentality isn't always present because when he is in the pocket, one of the things that bugs me the most about him is that when he is when he does need to just like stand in there and take a hit and throw into contact, which as a quarterback, as much as it sucks, sometimes you gotta. Sometimes there's, there's a, a blitzer coming, but you have the throw and all you gotta do is step into it like he's not there. You're gonna get lit up. But if you show any fear uh, and you kind of pull it back up, you don't follow through that ball, the way that you know you you would every day in practice or or against air, then that ball might not be accurate. And for me, Jaden Daniels' misses came down to that more than they came down to anything else. And hey, sometimes you mean you, know, you throw a million go balls a, a game, you're not going to hit all of them, right? Uh, and I, I kind of expect like fifty percent of those. And I will say on the go ball, Jaden Daniels way better than fifty percent. Very much a good ball, but you're still going to miss some there. That's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ones where you're like, oh man, he really whiffed that one. You'll see him sort of shy his body away from contact and, and wreck all of that torque and all of that wind up and all of that like physics that you're trying to do when you're throwing a football. Um, it's very counterintuitive. Like when he's running around, he's just like, he's got a death wish, but in the pocket, it's almost reflexive a little bit and he's not, he doesn't throw he doesn't follow through those passes in the way that he could. It's like you could step up and take a hit there, but you didn't, and then you missed. Um, I don't think that that's something that you like coach out of a guy. Like you don't, you you can't exactly drill that. You know, you can't drill getting hit all day long. Um, you can try to drill. You know, you can you can stand there with like a shield or a bag. You can kind of bump him all the time while he throws to get him used to throwing like under contact and 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 off platform and stuff like that. I actually think that's a pretty good idea. Um, but I, I think that there is a, you know, a, a mentality and it's not necessarily one that, you know, you do develop with like more experience. I, I, eventually you get a little bit more used to getting hit and stuff like that. But I think it's just something you got to put up with. It's not the biggest deal in the world. It doesn't come up every single time, right? It's just was kind of on topic. So it's just one of those things. Um, what does come up every single time is a dropback and what kind of dropback guy he is. So I'm going to go off on a huge tangent on like general mechanical quarterback stuff. Uh, that's coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On Vikings is brought to you by FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book, and it's America's number one sports book for a wonderful reason. And, and part of that reason, they've got all kinds of promos and like super cool stuff going on all the time. One of them right now is if you are new to FanDuel, you want to get signed up, you can go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up there and then 
any winning $5 bet gives you 150 bucks in bonus bets. So go make your first $5 bet on whatever it is, some heavy favorite in the NBA, some college team, you know, ripping on somebody at division lower, doesn't matter. Go pick some money line or, or some bet you feel really good about. If you win, you get 150 bucks back in bonus bets. No matter what the odds of that bet are, you can get 30 to 1 in bonus bets. Pretty good deal. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sponsor of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Vikings your first listen of the day each and every single day. For your next listen, and when you're done here, go over to the Locked On Minnesota Sports YouTube page and find their 24-7 live stream, Locked On Minnesota Sports content, all day, every single day. You can keep up to date on all of the biggest stories in Minnesota sports, game recaps, news, all of that stuff, rain, snow, or shine, off-season or on. So the next thing I'm going to talk about with Jaden Daniels isn't particularly a big deal on his evaluation. But it is interesting to learn about, so we're going to talk about it. You can't stop me. Uh, it's just one of these weird mechanical nuances that's such a deeper conversation than you could ever like imagine that it is. And it is, when you are a quarterback, usually what you will see in the pros is one foot will, will line up about half a shoe in front of the other. Which foot goes in front of the other, do you think, if you had to guess? Uh, the answer to this question is like a topic of debate. Some quarterbacks actually want them even, especially in college. If you're going to be doing a lot of shotgun, or if you're doing a lot of read option, you want to be able to turn your body left and right, like kind of at ease. So you want it balanced. Um, but in the pros, you will see it uh, both ways sometimes. And some coaches will be really adamant about one or the other and say, no, there is like an advantage to having your right foot forward or your left foot forward. Um, and then some coaches will say, will, will actually adamantly say that it does not matter and you should just go with whatever the quarterback is comfortable with, which is the camp that I fall into. I think these are fairly minimal differences, but it's an interesting thing. Nonetheless, I, I also talked about it at length in a wide left piece that I wrote about Jaden Daniels a couple of weeks ago that had to do with like his drops and like the, the technique of a drop back and the rhythmic thing that you're looking for again trying to figure out does he drop back slow that kind of led me down that that rabbit hole that turned into an article and one of the things that i couldn't get into in depth on that as much as i wanted to was this like right foot back left foot back thing john walford actually wrote an article on a blog about this john walford backup quarterback for the rams uh aaf alumnus i believe uh you know quarterback pro quarterback um, and, and how d many different things it affects, but the big one is quick game. And to understand this, you need to kind of visualize like the two feet of a quarterback. If you are a right foot back quarterback, which is what Jaden Daniels is, he has his right foot back, Kirk Cousins, left foot back. So again, like different ways to do this. And by the way, all of the other three Vikings quarterbacks were right foot back. They were different from Kirk. Interesting note, right? Just changes drop back timings and stuff. Uh, but if you have your right foot back and then you have to throw like a smoke or a slant or a bubble or something like that to your right, what you have to do, 
And this is this is a very uh, difficult thing to do, regardless of of which foot is is back. Requires a lot of like hip flexibility. But what you have to do then is pick up that right foot, that back foot, and put it right back down. Just pick it up and put it down. Um, and then with your left foot, which is actually the first thing getting you depth, not only do you have to get enough depth there, but you have to turn your foot. And if you can, as you listen to this, um, if you're walking or whatever, try standing with your feet like parallel or however they naturally fall, and then turn your toe in and then pick your other foot up off the ground and see what happens to it. If you take your left toe and like pigeon toe it in, and uh, what you will find is that when you pick up your right foot, it'll want to swing around, right? You're like almost creating a little bit of momentum that can help you get yourself aligned. Uh, and that's part of that pick it up and put it down step. Some of that is just like timing. Um, but a lot of that is being able to, to really plant your weight into that right foot, that back foot. So that you don't, your left foot, since it's trying to twist up so much, is not responsible for any of the weight and you have all the balance you need to really, really go hard on that thing. Because you're trying to align your toes, and if you are an everydayer, you know what I mean by that, but if you're not, uh, it, I, I mean draw a line from toe to toe or from the middle of your foot to the middle of your foot. That line, if you put an arrow on it, should point at your target. So you want to align your toes that way. And if you're throwing, say, a bubble screen to your right, um, that's pretty difficult to do. Uh, on the flip side, if you have your left foot back, like Kirk Cousins does, and your right foot is the first thing that's getting depth, it's a lot harder to get that right foot like back and around your left foot so that your left foot can align and, and you know, actually be the thing that steps forward. And by the way, flip all, if you're a lefty, you just flip all this, but it's otherwise the same. Because of that, one thing that you're going to see in a lot of Jaden Daniels scouting reports is um, on time and in rhythm, right? Like it, when it's time to throw a slant, when it's time to throw a stick, when it's time to throw any of these very uh, universal kind of quick game concepts, the my, our O-line is getting its butt kicked kind of concepts. He's very consistent about that rhythm. And it's one of the things that sort of leads me to say, okay, this guy's a pocket passer. He really can be a pocket passer. If you took his legs away, if you, if you as a defense, you had a good spy or something like that, or you just were really good about your rush lanes and he can't escape the pocket, he's got to beat you from the pocket. I don't think that that is just like a, 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 a skeleton key that makes all the doors in Jaden Daniels' game go open. Uh, because he can hit that quick game. And if you're going to blitz a lot and cover all the rush angles and all that stuff, and it means that he has to execute quick footwork and like deliver a lot of accurate passes for modest chunks, you know, of, of three to four yards a pop, just trying to go, you know, first, second, third down, methodically down the field. Uh, like you have to do sometimes, especially like we saw the Vikings be the victim of it a lot when they blitzed a whole bunch and teams will get a 14 play drive like every game, right? Um, that challenge is something that I think Jaden Daniels can meet. And part of it is because he's really consistent about that footwork. Um, if he wanted to be a left foot back quarterback, for one, that helps a little bit when you're under center because of the way you drop back from under center. 
uh, especially with like play action stuff, it's a little easier. And I, I honestly think if I had to guess why Kirk Cousins does it differently, it's because Kirk Cousins is a more uh, under center quarterback, right? He's been in under center offenses for years and years now, and that's not necessarily true of somebody like Josh Dobbs. Um, so th- that's part of the preference. But like the advantage of being a left foot back quarterback is a little bit simpler and it's just that you can get depth faster when your right foot is the one that's forward because your left foot back and you're not taking that punch step you just get to immediately start getting depth and that helps you a lot when you're under center and getting depth is a lot more important when you're in shotgun and you already have four and a half yards of depth you don't necessarily need to get too much depth and and on say a five-step drop back which lsu did not do a lot of true five-step drop backs at least the way that i understand them that little pick them up and put them down punch step doesn't count as part of the like quote unquote steps of the of the drop back. It's more just like a weight shift and a, and a rhythm thing. Uh, and then the actual plant, if you think about like a seven step drop, the one where they actually get their feet in the ground and, you know, they're kind of leaning forward that that step also doesn't necessarily count. It's more of just a kind of, OK, now you're getting a line, but you've done your quote unquote drop back. You did three steps dropping back and then your plant. Right. So punch three steps dropping back plant would be a three-step drop, but not everybody charts it that, not everybody thinks of it that way. I know like PFF charts that kind of thing as a five-step drop and counts all those steps. So the way I'm talking about three-step drops, they did three-step drops, but they did a lot of three and a lot of one. So that's a lot of quick game. And what was really cool is that it didn't compress that offense a lot, right? When you think of a quick game heavy offense, I think of the 2021 Vikings, which was a very boring offense, right? Like that was a very compressed kind of constricted. Remember, we all talked about opening up the offense, opening up Justin Jefferson. Why isn't Justin Jefferson getting more deep targets, that kind of thing? And it's because a lot of that uh, offense was designed to get the ball out quickly uh, because we had to go to Dozier starting at guard, right? And you were trying to kind of scheme around that. And I think they kind of overdid that if I were to talk about like my critique of Clint Kubiak at the time. Best of luck to him. <laughs> He's got no C job again. Uh, but if, if we were to like relitigate that, you'd, you'd say, you know, maybe they went a little bit too hard on quick game. The ball had to be out so fast that no routes could develop. But LSU would do this and then they would throw like go balls and post routes, which requires anticipation. It requires deep ball accuracy and it requires um, quick, tight execution. You know, you're sending everybody deep. You don't really have a moment to spare. You already are, you know, waiting for these routes to develop. You don't have a lot of time to dick around in the pocket. And I didn't see a lot of dicking around in the pocket. I enjoyed this. But the part that you're probably sitting and waiting for me to talk about is like, why would I, why do I like this guy over Caleb Williams and Drake May? And like I said, it's not that serious a ranking. It's a lot looser. But uh, I I should still kind of talk about what I see in him that gets me excited about him wherever he lands as an actual NFL quarterback. That's coming up next. Today's episode of Lockdown Vikings is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience Those bring home the wins, and it also keeps your car alive. Whether it is something cosmetic, like an LED headlight or a a cool roof rack or something that you actually uh, need to keep that thing running internally, 
eBay Motors has you covered for getting those car parts. They have over 122 million parts for your car, and you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the extension of yourself that it really should be. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, let's get down to brass tacks. Why do I like this guy so much? I've talked about like his dropbacks forever. I'm sorry, I geeked out. No, I'm not sorry, actually. <laughs> but here's, here's what I like about him. He's a Sunday quarterback. I use that term a lot. Sunday quarterbacks and Saturday quarterbacks. Like I totally couched it from JT O'Sullivan at, at the QB school. But to me, what he does is very pro style. You can see him hit a backside basic, right? Or a backside dig where he reads out the front side of a concept. He says no to it for whatever reason, doesn't like it, doesn't like where the corner is sitting or whatever. Go to the other side and be able to like handle that post-snap processing. If you listened to the Drake May episode that I had, I was actually like really bothered in how uncomfortable he seemed in that particular situation, whether there was pressure or not. Um, it's interesting with, with quarterbacks. The more I learn about quarterback the more I feel like you kind of have to psychoanalyze a little bit, which is like not my game. <laughs> it's, it's a difficult world to try to figure out what's going on in a guy's head just by, you know, body language and posture watching him on film, right? Like you have to do some guessing there. But if I had to do some guessing there, it just doesn't seem like Jaden Daniels is particularly uncomfortable with reading out the full field. Uh, and like I said before, anticipation is a thing for him. And the reason for that, there are a couple of reps that I put in my Patreon video about Jaden Daniels, which you can find for free at patreon.com slash NFL. Go check it out. Uh, you do not need to be a joined paying member to watch it. So please go enjoy. Although I would, of course, appreciate your support if you can. Um, but if you want, if you want to go see that, there are a couple of reps in there that really, really sold me that I broke down in a whole bunch of detail, but they boil down to throwing against defenders instead of two receivers which is the habit that you want. Take, for example, let's say you're, you're throwing a through route, uh, something up the seam that's supposed to split two high safeties. And for whatever reason, that receiver is running it really, really, really skinny. So he's closer to the safety on his side than he is to the safety on the other side, right? Where do you throw that ball? If you throw that ball at the player, well, the safety that it's way closer to is going to have a much easier time making a play on that ball. The guy very far away won't be able to make a play on that ball, but there's a guy that can make a play on that ball. Quarterbacks are coached often, and no, this is universal, so I'll say often and not always. Um, they are coached often to split those two safeties with the ball and trust the receiver to run it down. And Jaden Daniels had a lot of trust in his receivers. Now, I think three of those guys are going to be drafted this year, so it's good. it was a good receiver room. Um, it, honestly watching it, I did not get the sense that like he was being carried by his receivers or anything, but they were good enough for him to trust. And that is very important for making an offense go right. Uh, but it allows you to sort of exhibit those really good habits. And the more I go, the further I get into this draft season, the more I realize that I'm, I'm mostly concerned with good habits and I'm becoming less and less concerned with 
the raw measurable athletic traits, you know, the height and weight kind of stuff. Obviously there's parts of the combine that matter depending on what position, right? Like if you're, if you're a a defensive lineman, I do care about your three cone. I get it. Uh, And and having a measurable database there to compare against other players, useful tool. Um, But when we're just talking like height, weight, does he look like an NFL player? Does he have that prototypical build of a quarterback, that kind of thing, which Jaden Daniels does not. And if you look up a scouting report, everybody is going to talk about how he's like slender and how they're worried about him breaking in half and all that. I'm finding myself caring less and less and less and less about that. I already was a little bit like not so much of a QB height guy. Uh, Like whatever, can he play, you know? Um, But as I get even further, I realize like there are like traits are the thing to look for, but you just got to make sure that you're looking for the right traits and stuff like comfortable post snap stuff like he throws to split the safeties instead of just trying to put it on a receiver that he thinks will be open to me that is a trait i don't know what word you'd use to like i don't know what you'd call that category but that's a category and he has it. he has that trust in his receivers he's not alone michael Penix has that trust in his receivers host of other issues not a big fan of Penix. But I see that in in Jaden Daniels, this sort of calm and this ability to, um, you know, lead and operate the offense. And the other thing is, and this is the big thing, if you're going to talk about a running quarterback, I, I don't mind when he bails. One of the things I try to do when I'm watching a quarterback and they're a scramble ramble kind of guy, which is May, Williams, Daniels, right? It's all of these all these young guys now. Everybody watched a whole bunch of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Um one thing I want to do is if they are starting to break the pocket, I try to pause when my brain is telling me, oh, he should run here. And I look and I say, okay, am I right? Should he run here? And then I'll, you know, am I, am I missing anything? I'll kind of look around and like slow it down and try to grab it. And then, you know, if I say, okay, yeah, no run, then keep playing and see if he does. And what it does is it really helps me to not overreact to a quarterback that runs a lot. Because if I'm saying, oh, yeah, run here for sure. Oh, yeah, sweet. Go run. Uh, And he's doing it every time that I think it's the right idea. Like, hey, you don't get to pick how often it's the right idea that you run the ball. Right. And for whatever reason, I think that's giving me a better like, I don't know, that probably gives me a better sense than just looking at like raw run rates. Right. Um, Because maybe, you know, you are you're, you're dealing with more man coverage which I think LSU saw a lot of because they had a lot of receiving threats that were good at picking up zones and guys in the SEC came in and said, we've got corners, let's just take it, right? Like, especially like Bama that had corners. Uh, and let's say, you know, let's just take you on, right? And, and Bama is a, is a man match system. So you're going to see a lot of man coverage. And if you're seeing a lot of man coverage and guys aren't getting open, run, <laughs> go. <laughs> it's like the, the best way to beat man coverage is to have a running quarterback. Um. So I don't think that there's an issue with him like bailing too early. I think he's got good mechanics in the pocket. I think his his actual throwing motion is really, really sound and pretty. He's got a couple of things that bug me. I wish he slid more. I, I wish he was a little bit more comfortable when the bullets are flying in terms of not sacrificing his base. You know, I think that he could stand to let pressure affect him less when it does come. Maybe that's a way to put it. But these are small things. I think this is a Sunday quarterback. I think this is a guy that can hop into the league and 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 hang with the best of them. Uh, and so if I like if I were in charge of the Bears and I had one overall and I'm picking a quarterback, I know it sounds crazy, but I don't. I like I, I if they picked Jaden Daniels, I'd be like, yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, 
uh, and I know Caleb Williams has all the hype. It's just where I'm at. You don't have to agree with me, and I don't need to be vindicated on that too. Like if it's you know two years from now, we're not going to talk about this. Um, unless I was like super right, then I'll be really annoying about it. But otherwise, we can forget about it. If I was wrong, we can just totally forget about it, never talk about it again. Sound good? All right, cool. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. Maybe we'll start getting into the trenches a little bit. Uh, I've been watching some D linemen, so maybe we'll get into that or whatever else I feel like talking about. You don't have any say in this. I'll see y'all tomorrow. And as always, skull.